0: Well, hey there. Welcome to the in-between. This morning, it's me and Chris Legg. Yes, it is. Hey, guys. By guys, I mean, hey, you. Hello.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're saying that. You Um, mean all the people listening. That's That's what I meant. Guys and girls out there. Guys and gals. That's
0: right. Um, In in television land. Exactly. We hope you're doing well. And um, we had a great devoted Sunday. Uh-huh. It was great. I love that you I were able so. to I thought you were able to tie it. Well, I loved that you could tie like you could continue on with Luke. Right. And um and still tie it in with uh with baptism with the devoted Sunday theme already. Yep. I that's awesome. I love it when that works out. Um putting you on the spot, was there anything in your study last week that was like, oh man, I I hadn't really
1: thought about this. That much. Well, let me look real quick. Let me look back. Um, I think one of the things that surprised me was the realization that the the actual kind of message that I think John was giving uh-huh was really a warning. Yeah. Like the the whole yeah, I think I had just taken it as as not very emotional or not mm-hmm. very pointed. This whole I baptized with water, but he baptizes with fire. Right. But then I realized we get that. We get that his axe is laid at the root, and his winnowing fork is in his hand. Like this was about the fact that Jesus was about to come and and divide yeah. uh, Israel. That we were about to see a massive, you know, the yeah. cataclysmic response, and and John saw Jesus's job as as extremely apparently like it's time for judgment. Mm-hmm. Now Jesus didn't end up doing that. In a in the overt way, mm-hmm. I think, but um, necessarily. But I still think there was a very powerful picture yeah. there, and and that's how <phone rings> clearly. Oh, hello, hello. Sorry about that. I think my head just dinged. Um, <laughs> I just had a great thought. Okay, right, we're gonna end <laughs> the podcast closed. now. Anyway, um, so yeah, I think that's a good, you know. I oh think, yeah, I think that's a. It was, that was. It, I just had not for some reason that had never come clear to me. Yes. How about you? What'd you think about that? I mean, I thought
0: I, it's funny you say that though. I feel like those are the things that were like, they kind of popped out at me um, as you were talking, um, yeah. especially of like, i uh, won the brood of brood of vipers starting out with that. I thought that was a good, it it almost was like, it wasn't a shock, but it was like, Oh, this is really attention grabbing. <laughs> and, yeah, and then you exactly. kind of like, you laid it like, I feel like you laid it out well of like, yeah, see, that would be weird. It would yeah. it would be stunning for someone to say that. You yes. know, kind of going for that. Um, but then yeah, the the whole baptism by water and then baptism by fire. I was like, oh, see, I, I hadn't really thought about that. I think sometimes I just I I'm, I'm aware of the story and it's right. like, yeah, yeah, let's get to Jesus being baptized and I forget about the words of John. Yeah. And that's so that's great. Well, that's awesome. Um, and you had mentioned we didn't really talk about it much. Uh, on Sunday, but kind of going over some of the genealogy of of Jesus, kind of the second half. Are you? Do you think you'll spend the majority of your time in Luke three, or do you think we'll get to Luke four, or is it? I know we're really on. It oh early yeah, we on in the will.
1: Week. We will probably only spend. I I think maybe ten minutes on the okay. genealogy, maybe less. I, I really actually. Uh, um, I mean, not to advertise for us, but I really am going to per- push people to the Reconstructed Faith podcast. Yes. Where we went over the genealogies. Cause we we spent it feels to me like we spent probably close to an hour really unpacking. I remember, yeah. you know, you reading them and us overlapping them and discussing the differences and why they yes. might be there and and you know the difference between legal inheritances and right. all, all that kind of stuff. And so I, I I will take just a moment to kind of touch on that and then and then maybe you know encourage people. Hey, if you want to If you want to know more about this, um, you know, go check that out. Go check because it's way much more.
0: And just like a little tease of that, I think even the um, where where I, I was, I was, I thought it was really interesting in the Matthew account talking about kind of the literary device of like, hey, there are this many generations and then this many generations, whenever, whenever those things come up. I'm like, okay. There, there's a ton of intention, not just listing names, right. but listing them on purpose. Um, and so, yeah, the, a lot of really cool little nuances. Yep. At least nuances to me as a, as a 21st century yes. American man, um, that I did not pick up on. So, uh, yeah, that's really awesome. Okay, so we're gonna spend some time on that, and then move into the temptation of Jesus.
1: Yes. Okay.
0: Have you taught on this before? Have you taught on the whole book of Luke before? I've
1: never taught through the book of Luke okay. in any format. Like really? not a Bible, not just a normal Bible study, much less sermon series. Wow. Um, now this is super similar. Obviously, the We're account totally... the account in Luke is super similar to the account in Matthew. Okay. Um, here you have, you know, they are they are very similar to each other. Mm-hmm. In fact, you know, kind of kind of taking from each other here, but Anyway, I, I yeah, I I've, I have taught through the temptation. I have never yes. taught through Luke straight through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> so I'm 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 excited about it. Wonderful. Well, do you want me to read anything? Yeah, let's do it. Look, why don't you read through that temptation and then we'll discuss it a little bit.
0: Okay, so through so starting in verse one of chapter four and going through verse twelve. Yep. Okay, great. So here we go. This is the word of the Lord. Um, and Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness for forty days, being tempted by the devil. And he ate nothing during those days, and when they were ended, he was hungry. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. And Jesus answered him, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone. And the devil took him up and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time, and said to him, To you I will give all this authority and their glory, For it has been delivered to me, and I give it to whom I will. If you then will worship me, it will be all yours. Or excuse me, it will all be yours. And Jesus answered him, It is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. And he took him to Jerusalem and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to guard you, and on their hands they will bear you up. Lest you strike your foot against a stone. And Jesus answered him, "It is said, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test." And when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him until an opportune time. This is the word of the Lord. There you go. So, as someone, have you? I don't. Have you ever done a study? You know, I I feel like I've I've done some studies in the past. I think there's also like some highlighting. This is what I, one thing I was going to uh, touch on is like you have the baptism and then I've, I've heard it highlighted like you have this awesome moment and then you go into the wilderness. Right. And so I'm like, I don't, are we supposed to read that into, into the text of like, this has just happened. Like, are we supposed to read it as a, this is a high moment. And then now a low moment. Cause I feel like it's been taught that mm, way. Yeah. And so I was like, but in the text, I don't know. And then the other side of things is, you know, I, I feel like the, the devil using scripture just slightly, you know, in in the wrong way. Yep. So I feel like that's been talked about for like in my study, but I haven't done a, a whole lot of in depth
1: study. Okay. Well, it is it is intriguing uh, to dive into this. Uh-huh. Um, So one of the things that came to me was this question that we've been asking each step along the way: Did Uh Jesus need to be consecrated? Did Jesus need to be circumcised? Uh Did Jesus need Need to to be be baptized? Right? Yeah. Well, does Jesus need to be tempted? Uh huh. How about that one? And so I'm I'm intrigued by even that conversation because you would think the answer to that is no. Yeah. However, um. It is, he was, in in Luke, he is led by the Holy Spirit um, Uh into the wilderness. Um, However, if I remember correctly, let me find it real quick. I want to see, let's find the Matthew account, Uh which is in chapter 4 also. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, his says led. Mm-hmm. Is it mark then? That says I feel like it may be mark that says driven.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Um, well, uh well oh. Yeah, there it is. Driven. Driven. The spirit immediately drove him. Um out into the wilderness, and he was in the wilderness 40 days being tempted by Satan. Are those different verbs, or is it the same verb? Oh, I didn't, I, being... they are not the same. Um, Let me find it again. Uh, oh, yeah. okay. This so is, here you have... Go for it, go for it. Um, To throw out, ekbali, or okay. ekbali. Um, for driven? For driven to lead out to bring forth to throw out to expel. Interesting. Um, and then in 4 one of Luke, we see. Golly, this this program jumps every when I st- add <laughs> when I open the thing, open up the Greek and Hebrew, it like yeah. jumps all the way all back over. for some reason. I have no idea why. So that was. Uh, yeah, this is. The word anago, again, I'm not saying these correctly, which means to bring, to bring Mm -hmm. or to, to lead as well. So it's a much gentler term Uh um, than, than the one, uh, than the one that's in the, uh, in the mark account. account.
0: Does that kind of, does, do you think some things in the mark account tend to be more of this harsh
1: you know, Nature, I don't know is that, that just... that's the case. Okay. I've never, I've never seen it. It's it, things are sped up. Okay, in that, um, part two and Luke four, um, and so they're they are typically they are very often sped up. There's okay. like, in Mark, the, the immediately Sense to Mark, yes. Oh, did it again? <laughs> just
0: all over the place. It
1: does. It, I have to go find it again, which is even more difficult in when you've got all these interlinear stuff things I'm open. Sure. Um, okay, so um, that's one. So that's that is a it's it's there's a lot less detail uh-huh. in Mark. Like it just is like a couple of sentences about the temptation. Okay, but Matthew and Luke are almost identical. And and uh, and so this idea though, this idea of that Jesus did not like it, theologically, why did this have to happen? Yeah. And I don't I don't know that we could ever answer that. That we're ever going to be able to answer that. But it is intriguing that that this was God's will. Yeah, the Spirit leads him slash drives him out into the desert Mm -hmm. first for him to fast for forty days. Yeah. So, you know, I'm I'm intrigued by that already. This idea of fasting for forty days. I had a friend who fasted for forty days, um, and from food like from like food. Yeah,
0: man, for forty days. Forty days. Did what? What were his? It was a her. Oh wow! Um, Did she interact with anyone? In by the I end, mean, she was like,
1: like not really able to do much.
0: So, and I feel like we talked about this somewhat in uh, when we were studying Daniel. Yeah, because I I think the question was asked like was was this kind of fasting, going out in the wilderness or something? Was this common? I, I remember having that conversation because you were saying. I remember at least you saying something along the lines of like, "Oh shoot, I cannot remember the exact terminology, but it was like this did happen in the ancient world to like going on this fast to have like a spiritual experience. Oh or, yeah. right Some so of like, that was true. Yes. Yes, not necessarily that this is why Jesus was doing that or whatever.
1: Yeah. I think this was a great example, really, what you're doing with. Um is is this idea of he, he he only probably only drank water, although so so part of what decides is is this a a miracle? As oh, in okay. it's not possible to do what he did. Uh-huh. Well, people have done it. There are people who have fasted from food for uh, 40 days yes, yes. and done a water only fast for totally. 40 days. Totally. Um now most people do. Supplements and all kinds of other things, right, and, and not just water, they drink a bunch of things um but then um but the question is did jesus was this a miracle as in Jesus did something that's not possible interesting but but it seems like Jesus' fast was food only, yeah, and probably means he was just drinking water in the wilderness. And probably at the Jordan, near the Jordan River.
0: Okay, that was going to be my question: Is when we say wilderness, if I was a Jew reading this, would yep. I know about where this was, or is this just kind of like anywhere away from the cities? Okay, um, and he Which was, was near, is near the wilderness
1: then. being baptized. Okay, and so oh, yeah, he was in the we ta- wilderness. We talked there.
0: about that. You were saying like it's so hard to get to the place where he was baptized. Yes, I remember that. Yep. Okay, the here's my other question. So you because you commented on it um, in chapter two for sure. Um, when it's like if if we're thinking about Luke, Luke interviewing somebody. Right. And he's interviewing Mary, we assume. Right. Okay. And we're getting these like questions. There there are some things of like I feel like people are around who could, you know, Luke could ask the question, okay, tell me about this baptism. Right. What happened? You know, tell me about the lineage. That's fine. How I wonder and, and maybe I'm getting too far aside, but but the journalism side of me is like, how did he get this story? Is this a story that Jesus told to people? You Apparently know? Like,
1: everyone knew it because it's in Mark, it's in Matthew, yeah. and it's in Luke. So this may be one that Luke took straight from Matthew. Okay. Or that he sees it in Mark. Uh-huh. And so he's you know he sees what that Mark has written, or he knew Mark. Yeah. And he's like, hey, what other details did you find out about this? But yeah. it's clearly something Matthew knew about. So yeah. I, I actually think... You know, Mark knew that it happened. Yes, um, I think probably from the disciples, Jesus had talked about this. Yes, with his disciples. So, which
0: would make sense. I mean, if you're relating to somebody about being tempted, and right. this was your temptation as right. a rabbi, it would make sense that this story would have been shared.
1: Absolutely, yeah. So, I think that is a. I think that's part of. You okay. Know, we, we have to engage in that. That's a. Okay. Um. Anyway. So, okay. I, sorry, I, keep I think, going no, no, I think that's dead on and I think so my personal opinion is this uh-huh. is not a supernatural fast. okay yes. I think this is Jesus experiencing life in a frail human body um, at the beginning of his ministry and experiencing the 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 hardship of the flesh uh, of of what it is to live inside of a human body and face yeah. the challenges. Of, I, I don't think Jesus had the flesh in the same way we do, in that uh-huh. he did not have this propensity to sin uh-huh. um, like we do. Um, yes. He didn't have that downward trend. Like He wasn't like a sheep prone to wander. Right. Um, however, I think he still had to face all the things we right. did temptation-wise. He, st- he didn't float. What did you say? He didn't float a few inches yeah, off the but, ground. Yeah, exactly. Either. He was experiencing life as a human. And I think yeah. the temptation shows this powerfully. Okay. Um that he's experiencing life as a human being. Yeah. And we'll talk about that on Sunday like he doesn't just command Satan. Yeah. He doesn't he doesn't like I don't tolerate your temptation of me like right. he does not he does not express his authority. Yeah. Any of that. It is a um he he what he does is he relies on the Holy Spirit. He defers to the leadership of fa- the father through the spirit to go into the wilderness fast for 40 days. Then, then, the devil comes and faces him toe to toe, and 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 maybe six. so. What's weird is in verse two it says, "For forty days being tempted by the devil, and he ate nothing during those days." And when they had ended, he was hungry. And the devil said to him, "Yeah." So it a lot of us we kind of go, "Oh, this is the tempting of the devil," but that may not be the case at all. He may, he have, been... may have been spending all forty days, yeah. Um, and so we go. So physically he was at his weakest, uh huh. But spiritually after a 40 day fast he is at his strongest right so physically weak he is he is however now like this is this is his workout to prepare for going toe to toe wow um so this is interesting if you're going to face a spiritual battle you don't do that primarily through the body totally and so i think that's i think that's part of what we're dealing with here yeah that's that's really
0: interesting and then it's like so yeah, it highlights the weakness of the body, right? In this, um, my other question is, um, from from a literary standpoint, right? Is forty days just like, hey, it's forty days, literally, like sun up, sundown, or is forty
1: used as like a a significant amount of time? So. 40 obviously is a, this is a, a conversation my friend, uh, uh, Peter McLean and I are having right now about, oh, yes, yes, yes. about when, for example, we're discussing what day of the week Jesus died on. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought about when he was in town, I was like hosting a debate or something fun like that on Which, on the,
0: what, what was it called? Numer, it's not numeral, the numerology. Nu, okay, oh, okay. That's what yeah. it is. Okay. So, so that's, anyway, he, he's going.
1: much more into that than I am. Um, but so he's you know we're debating like what does what does this mean or that mean? Mm-hmm. What do these different phrases mean or whatever? And so the the point that I make is, yes, 40 days can mean can can be just a spiritual significant literary device, whatever. But again, we don't want to assume that unless right. we need to assume that. Like it's not one or the other. It's both. It's It's not like he accidentally picked 40 days, right? No, he's forty days in the wilderness, just like the Israelites were forty years in the wilderness. Right, and so that that forty and wilderness combo is a common theme throughout Scripture. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like also Elijah fasted forty days, mm-hmm. uh, Moses fasted forty days. Like again, you have this the third yeah this this the Law, the Prophets, and the New Covenant is a common though the three of them Moses, Elijah, and Jesus are a yeah. common you know trio in yeah, Scripture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, I think that's part of it. Now, Moses was supernatural because it was food and water. And it is supernatural. A human body can't go 40 days without water. And so that was God sustaining Moses. Um, and we don't know if Elijah's was for sure. It doesn't okay. say. But it looks like it, Elijah may have... What would have been miraculous about Elijah's is that Elijah was seems to have been traveling for most of those 40 days. So he um, just
0: wasn't... Sitting. Like he right. was, he was exerting yeah, he energy. He was
1: exerting energy burning calories that he wasn't taking in, which would again be shocking. Right.
0: Yeah, and miraculous for sure.
1: Um, so I think that is a you know, when we when we engage in that yeah. conversation, well, obviously this is symbolic. Yes. But like with baptism, baptism is not only symbolic, it is actual thing that happens too. Right. And so being a father is not just symbolic. Yes, it is symbolic and you know, whatever. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so anyway, I think I right. they they can, they can
0: still exist, not trying to make it a
1: right. Yeah. It's not, it doesn't have to be one or the other. Exactly. Okay.
0: Uh, I, I had not, I had not thought about that before, how he was being tempted by the devil. It, it, and it's not just this kind of ending part. That is the temptation.
1: Right. That is, that is
0: really interesting. It's
1: a good, and, and, a good and it is fascinating to me that here you have, uh, you know Jesus, Jesus fasting for forty days, and uh-huh. Satan starts with food. Food, yeah. Um, And so that's that's really exciting. Like that he starts with that. In fact, I, I will I will joke on Sunday that I yeah. even I wonder if this is almost tricky on Satan's part. Like, yeah. Hey, you know what? I know you're hungry, man. I I don't want you to. Yeah, I don't want this. Listen, this, this is too important to do on an empty stomach. Yeah.
0: I rem- remember you can do this. You can make bread. yeah exactly. This, you you this certainly have the
1: power to do that. So why don't you just? But really, before we get started, real quick, yeah. Why don't you transmogrify some stones into some bread? Good word. Uh, as the yeah exactly as your divine through your divine power, and uh, why don't you do that real quick, and then we'll get started. And Jesus going no no, I am not dependent. Humans yeah. are not dependent on actual bread, like we're. Dependent on, yeah, the word of God. Those aren't the same. Yeah. Um, anyway.
0: And I'm also like, man, I would have turned them into bread. <laughs> oh you know? man, or donuts or whatever. Of like,
1: yep. Man,
0: okay, that's cool. Um, any anything right now jumping out at you about the words that Satan says to him and then Jesus's response?
1: Sure. I think it is intriguing that that Jesus that that he starts with. You know, Satan starts with "if you're the son of God," okay, and and so then you'll have this power. And I think it's intriguing that that you know that Satan is like trying to like part of what he's tempting Jesus with is prove something to me,
0: yeah, as if right, as if that's what he needs well, to why do. Did
1: Jesus, why would Jesus need to prove himself to Satan? He doesn't need to, yeah, prove anything to Satan. And so, but it doesn't, and it and it's not effective. I mean, yeah. he he does not; it doesn't matter. So he, he says, you know, and, but it is interesting to me that he says, Jesus answered, it is written, man does not live by bread alone. As if Jesus is emphasizing the fact that he is a man. man. And then the devil takes him to the top. This is an authority conversation, Uh um, authority over there. You know, I, 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 I will give you the power over all of these kingdoms, which Satan apparently, either does authentically have the authority over at this time, um, because the nations have turned themselves over to him, uh-huh. and he says, I'll turn them over to you if you'll just worship me. Jesus answers, no, it, uh, for all of creation, you, you worship the Lord your God only, right? Uh-huh. Yes. And then finally, he says, you know, this last line is about the Lord your God. So in this, Jesus seems to acknowledge like this is who I am. I am a man, yeah. But I don't live by bread alone. I am also not. I am also the Lord your God, and am not to be tested. And so I'm not going to test the Lord the God, the Lord our God, and and I'm not to be tested like this. Wow. And then when the devil had ended every temptation, which I can't imagine, it's only these three. Yeah. Um, he departed from him until an opportune time. So there's another important significance there. Like, oh, okay. This is not the one time Jesus and Satan went toe to toe. This may have happened less, maybe more subtly. Yeah. But some version of this for Jesus' whole life. Yeah. But you can imagine Satan had nothing more important to do certainly than tempt the the second person of the Trinity. Right. Because if he could bring them down, that was it. Totally. Right? So, totally. Anyway. Interesting. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Man, really good insight. Thank you for
0: yeah. Thanks for unpacking that. That's cool. And a lot of like, I know that there's theological depth in there, but when right. you start unpacking it, it's like, oh wow, he, there there is significance to his responses and what he's saying about himself. Yes. And what he's saying about God. Yes. And about, and about where Satan falls within that as well.
1: So that's man, that's awesome.
0: Any any other thoughts? I feel like that's really great right now. Yeah for always, our listeners. I
1: think that's gonna be a great start. Okay. I, I encourage people also to consider are there lessons about yeah. being tempted here? Yes. And so I I I think that's part of this too. Okay. Um so I think that's gonna be a, something for us to unpack as well.
0: Man. Well, thank you, Chris. Mm-hmm. I hope you guys are encouraged. Uh, again check out different resources, read the text for yourself, and we'll see you on Sunday. Be encouraged.